Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of Post Game Overtime. I'm Will. Joined as always is by Brandon Corbiel. Uh, sorry, we've been missing a few episodes recently. I have been under the weather and traveling a lot. That's right, baby. I'm a super spreader. What's up? Um, what? Pardon? Spreading what? Chlamydia. Yeah, there we go. I am spreading the clap all over, folks. I was in Saskatchewan last weekend. I was in Tabor last night. I was in Cranbrook the weekend before, buddy. I am all over the place giving everyone I meet herpes. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's that. I think herpes and chlamydia also cause you to have a runny nose and a bit of a headache. But you it's know not what we've learned over here, PGO, though? What the number learned? one thing we have learned, there is no such thing as bad press. Honestly, man, I'm on like three registries. Like you're you're th- you're putting stuff out there. You're no such thing as bad press. Well, and I'm always trying to promote the show. Every time I move into a new neighborhood, by law, I have to go up to everyone on my block and tell oh them that goodness. I moved in. And usually, I throw in a little like, "Hey, I'm Will. I'm on this registry. Also, I I'm part of a podcast." I also do a podcast. Yeah, you do. Um, in the sports world, though, I've been, been I've been yeah. kind of lacking lately. Well, speaking um, of the sports world, um, I heard there's a contest to fuck Adam Twenty Two's wife. Yeah, yeah, there is. I just found Tell out about, me that about this it. morning. Tell me about. Give me all the juicy details. Details so, juicier than Adam Twenty Two's wife. I don't. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot um, currently at the moment because it looks like it kind of just came out within the last 24 hours. But it just says Adam Twenty Two is creating a reality show where a winning contestant gets to sleep with his wife, and this one on uh, um, on Twitter here. It's got two pictures. The first one is just Adam Twenty Two sitting there looking miserable, and then the second picture is. His wife sitting on a little couch with five guys standing behind looking at her like they're ready to just feast on her. So, um, that's so yeah. sad. If, you, if that's what you're into, I guess. But like, fucking Christ, man. It's, it's crazy. You know who should enter that competition? Hmm. Dylan Danis. Dude, actually. I think this could be very... Oh, is that a video? There's a, there's a small clip. There's a lot here to be excited about. I think this could be very positive for our society and economy. There's a lot okay, here so he thinks it could be positive for our society and economy. Don't don't know how, but that's his mindset on it of letting random dudes bang his wife on camera. You know what? I'm all for a strong economy and society, so I will take one for the yeah, team. Yeah. Plug Adam Twenty <laughs> Two's wife. Yeah, I will. I will take one for the team and just whoop, do a little whoop. Um, That's so the noise it makes video. when I go in. Pardon? Uh, I just pulled that video. What were, what were you on before that? Um, something. I was talking about the sound it makes when I stick it in. It goes whoop. Oh. Yeah, good sound. Yeah, thank you. It is it is a really good sound. Um I get I get complimented on it a lot. A lot of ladies go, you know, well, that's uh that's a really good sound. It makes that little whoop. They they quite seem to enjoy it. When you and, do the whoop, uh, do you mean like kind of like one of those little slide whistles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I when I pull it out at the end it's <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I I know what you mean. You know you know those you know those sticks we had when we were like eight years old that went like ooh, ooh, oh ooh. yeah that's the noise it makes when it goes in actually did, the, did those ever have a name I don't uh, think they did. they're just called the sticks and that's what it sounds like when I come um oh fun fact all right yeah I'm like I'm close I'm close well if anyone wants to know what that sounds like i mean they can just watch you win the contest of bang adam 22's wife oh but do you think i do you think i have a shot be better i think or, you do yeah. i think you have a shot i probably uh, probably unless dylan Pro- danis is in it 
Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Dylan Dennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dude. I think he should hop in that competition. I think he would be electric in that competition. We, we know he's not electric when it comes to boxing. That's for sure. Oh, buddy, he's dog ass. Have we talked about that post fight? Have we? Have we? Because we covered it before we, the fight. Have we, we covered it since? I don't think so. And if we did, I don't think we really went in on it at all. Worst but like, fight of the century. Just an absolute that, garbage display of it's not even boxing. We knew it was going to be a hype job, but holy yeah, fuck was that bad. Well, and I think yesterday it was, um, I saw a thing and said that that boxing card was the biggest of the year in terms of like, what about uh, people Francis, like buying the pay-per-view and whatnot. What about apparently, Fury, Francis and Apparently that one wasn't as big. Oh God. Apparently, I, I don't know how, but. Honestly, I think the biggest thing is Dylan Dennis, like, I mean, he's terrible boxer. He's, he looks like an absolute, I mean, clown, early clown report here. But the fact that he did all that shit and said all that shit, went out there and put on that horrific performance. And then he goes right back to Twitter and is still doing exactly what he was doing before the fight. But I will say he, he did a, he did the most work out of anyone to build up the hype for that that entire card but you know what it was it was a one-time fire sale that hype man because because he's Mm -hmm. never he's never going to be able to build that hype again after that performance exactly yeah so which is why i'm like why is he still doing this shit on twitter because if anyone is like oh i'll I'll box you it's like no one's gonna give a shit because we know that he's not a boxer and he he can never be one like because that was just that was embarrassing. That was bad. Yeah. Speaking of the fight game, there is uh, rumors <clears throat> that Dustin the Diamond Poirier will be fighting yeah. at UFC 300. Oh, okay. Any any rumors or news on on who? Potentially. Nathan Diaz. Really? Which which would require him to sign back with the uh with the company. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think there's a chance in hell. I think that's just yeah. Twitter rumors. And honestly, I don't know if I want to see that fight. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see that fight. People are gonna get mad at me, but you know what? Nate's old. He's old. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't, like you said it, and I wasn't immediately like, oh, that, that would, like, I, I would be all over that. Like, I, I'm i indifferent on it. Like, I mean, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, I'm totally fine with that. I don't think it's something we, we necessarily need. Well, so that fight was supposed to be booked in, like, 2016. Yeah, which would have been and good then. Of, exactly. It kind of went down as one of those oh, this should have happened fights, and it never came through. And sometimes you just you miss the expiration date, and I think we've kind of done that here. I don't know if there's, really, if there's really a fight still worth making there because Nate's, Nate is forever someone I'm going to watch. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter who he's fighting. I'm going to tune in. I don't think the Jake Paul fight was that great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I think, you know, Nate's persona sells the fights a lot. And, and obviously he is a good fighter. But I think someone like Dustin Poirier is just kind of the worst matchup possible for Nate Diaz. Yeah. And, and especially at, at, at this state in time now, I mean, seven years later from when they were kind of planning it and whatnot, like it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, it sucks that it didn't happen when we should have gotten it, but now why force it when it's, it's not even going to be in the same realm as um, what we would have got had it happened back then. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things almost where it's like, they're doing it just for the sake of being like, Hey, we finally did it when it's like, we don't want it now. Yeah, just let it die. Let something yeah. die. What was the other one? I know there's another. You meant you've talked about it a, a couple times 
another fight in the UFC that we we never got in the end. Tony I can't Khabib? remember. Sorry, what was that? Tony Khabib. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's so in mind. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So and, and again, so it's it's just like I mean. Well, you you uh, know you know the story of the Tony Khabib fight, right? Um, I know bits and pieces. I oh, think kind of right God. around right around that was kind of right when I, I started getting into UFC more and actually was starting to like. It, it wasn't like I was just turning it on to watch, you know, people beat the shit out of each other. It was more like I was actually starting to um, learn more about the different different fighters and and whatnot like that so oh i just buddy. missed out on that oh buddy that was yeah, story time mma fans grab your box of tissues those who aren't mma fans buckle up that was the one that never was that was the one that got away that was What should yeah. have been. That that's what should have been. <laughs> um it uh it was booked five times. Oh five. I thought it was only three. Five. Oh shit. The first time maybe four times. That's still a lot, though. Like, I mean, the first time people are I like, think... oh, that's four. But, like, that's still a lot in, in the UFC to yeah. have it booked five times. The first time, Khabib got sick, I believe. The second time, Khabib got injured. The third time, the week of the fight, Oni tripped on a cable while doing an interview, and tore his knee. Jeez. The fourth time, there was a global fucking pandemic. It should have been. It should have been. And that, it should have been, damn it. And that's right around, like, I think I, it was, I really only started getting into the UFC and, and whatnot more in depth was probably four or five months before the pandemic started. Yeah. About somewhere in there. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Should have been. Again, and, that, and that's one where now say for whatever reason, uh, Khabib comes back to the UFC. It's like, no, you even would if they were like to again. go with that, like, it's like, no, like no one, we wants it at that point now. We wanted it when both guys were like in their in their prime at their peak, and it would have been an absolute war. Like it. Sometimes it's just you got to just let let things die and be like, you know what? We didn't get it. It is what it is. But don't force a a, a worse product just for the sake of being like we finally got it out type of thing. Honestly. Oh, it should have been Brandon. It should have been. Should have been. I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was. Been. It was five times. I thought it was only like three. That's maybe four. Maybe it was four times. Still though, like four's even still. It like was four's the still one even a lot. Away. It was the most f- cursed fucking fight of all. Yeah, time. that's nuts. It hurt. Again, the game's the game. The game's the game. Um, quickly, hey, we, got some, we got some big action. Um, in the this world, is a big of weekend college of football. We got some college yeah. football this weekend. Do we want to? Do we want to throw a greasy parlay, or should we do? Because it's tomorrow. Should we talk a little UFC action, folks? John Jones is out of the fight yeah. against Stipe Miocic. Stipe had to go off to a fire. John Jones threw out his shoulder um, and or tore his bicep. He did something with his arm. He did something with his arms that wasn't driving a car drunk. And yeah, that's right. We're haters. 
Um, no, no, it's it's sad to see John Jones not be able to make this fight. It was supposed to be a big heavyweight matchup at Madison Square Garden. That being said, I I think we have a more exciting fight on our hands, in my opinion. We have Sergey Pavlovich taking on Tom Aspinall. Tom Whoop. Aspinall is a heavyweight out of the UK. Sergey Pavlovich is uh, out of Russia, I think. Both are probably the two most dangerous heavyweight prospects since Francis Ngannou. Who? Huh? Who is who is a beast? Who was a beast? Hey, I think he beat Tyson Fury, man. I think he did too, actually. I'm a Gypsy I, King fan, but I, I, yeah, I, I am too. But I, I do think that was tough yeah. to see. That was tough yeah. to see. Um. No, so here's the thing. I think this is a more exciting matchup simply because they're two young guys. Like, yes, John Jones is the GOAT, and yes, Stipe Miocic was, I think, the most accomplished heavyweight champ. But you have to you have to take into account, like, both of them, more Miocic than Jones, but both of them are a little over the hill. It It felt like a legacy fight, and there's nothing wrong with those, but... It mm-hmm. did feel like this was just, you know, checking off a box to say John Jones beat this guy and then he, Jones was going to most likely retire. Yeah. And and I think people got sick of it at the end is Jones wasn't fighting prospects anymore. He wasn't fighting the next young killers. He was fighting the old guard and when he fought the young killers like yeah. Dominic Reyes, boy, was that a close one. Boy, was that a close one. So I think... Yeah. Um, now, you could make the argument he beat Cyril Gone, but hey, that was a garbage fight. Um, Cyril Gone, I don't think, really should have been there, in my opinion. Um, but... 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 I think... So, so some stats going into the Pavlovich-Aspinall fight... And I'm probably wrong on this one, but Tom Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich have a combined average fight time of like one and a half rounds or one round. Damn. I think Sergey Pavlovich has the most first round finishes in the UFC. He's the underdog. You know well. who's in second place? Aspinall. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them have the most first-round finishes in the UFC. That's Actually, that's crazy. It's insane, man. It's insane. Um, that's going to be a good fight. Oh, it's going to be an insane fight, and I think it's going to be a very parlayable fight. It. Pardon? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying I'm getting hot over here just thinking about it. All right, I'm here's sweating. what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Lay it on me. Give me your well, thoughts. I guess we should talk about the main event. We should talk about the main event as well. Um, okay, all right, all right. Yuri Prohaska taking on Alexander or Alex Pereira. Yep. Um, do you know the history with them? Um, I know you. You somewhat mentioned it to me before, Buddy guy, but let me I give won't. you a history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little, give me a little recap, a little refresher. So, I'm I'm sorry for all the fans that are gonna have to hear this. I gotta blow my nose. I told you I'm under the weather. It's the chlamydia. It's not hey, my fault. No, no one's, no one's, no one's blaming you. You got, you do what you got to do. I don't want to be treated like you get treated on Instagram. You know. Hey, Dude, fun I, fact, I, folks, I Brandon got shit. called the N-word by a white guy on Instagram earlier today. Yeah, dude, that was nuts. Do you want to and talk fact, about that while I blow? And, and the fact that, like, that just, all the other people in there just brushed it off and no one even, like, bad. I'm, I was just like, damn. Well, I mean, no, there's, one, there's I, not one much to it. About it. I think it's, it's basically just all these Josh Dobbs meat riders are acting like the Cardinals were horrendous to him bullies treated him poorly on his way out and it's like the only reason he's even in the league as a player currently is because the cardinals brought him in and let him run the the system that's built for 
for Kyler Murray and they thought Josh Dobbs would be a good fit. He came in. He, I mean, by no accounts was he he great. I thought he was serviceable. I thought right, he was well, the I'm perfect guy Dobbs to, to do it. Rider. And then and anyway, Dobbs so I basically just said, I don't think that the Cardinals were, were bad to him. I thought they treat him fairly. I don't think they were bad to him on his way out. And uh, some little white boy um, didn't agree and started throwing slurs at me. And I was, I was surprised by that, but I mean, we should dox him. We should do an SS sniper wolf and just dox him, show up to his house <laughs> and then be like, I'm sorry, YouTube. And YouTube is like, it's okay. Our cash cow. It's our, ca- it's okay. We, sh- um, we should have an apology video ready for, for any moment. I think we should pre-record, yeah, pre-record some apology videos. We should. Mostly based off losing parlays. So here's the deal with Yuri Prohaska taking on Alex Pereira. Yeah. Alex Pereira, also known as Potan, is a two-time glory kickboxing world champion. All right. Then he chased Israel Adesanya to the UFC just to beat him. Mm Mm-hmm. And yes, he eventually got beat in the rematch, but honestly, everyone's kind of hating on Izzy these days. Yeah, it really seems that way. Dude, he fell off hard. I think people just got sick of him. I, I think, think so, and I think that's one of those... Sick of him. I think that's just something you, you start to see a lot more now is people love the guy when they're they're on the rise and they get there, but once they reach the top of the mountain and they're staying up there and, and being the best people just eventually get sick of them. Like, I think that's just the, the way it's any sports at this, at this point is now it's people like the underdog. They like the story of the rise to the top. But once they get up there, it's like, I, I view it very similar to um like a Josh Allen on the bills. Like the bills are getting a lot of hate now. Josh Allen's getting a lot, but it's like, they were like the most adored thing in the in the entire league three years yeah, ago. Because the Bills are always shit, and they're like, "Oh my god, they're not going to be shit for once." And Josh Allen's playing like shit. Yeah, his hate is warranted, in my opinion. He deserves the hate. Um, that's my hot take, folks. No, so <clears throat> here's the deal with uh, with good old um Israel Adesanya, in my opinion, is I think people just got sick of him because not, not just because he was on top because he was corny. He was corny. He was corny. It was kind of like when he came up and won the championship, everyone's like, no way. It's like this anime fan that loves fighting. Oh, that's so sick. Right on. Yeah. 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 And then he beat, um, he beat Whitaker in that very impressive fashion. Everyone's like, oh my god. His fight with Gastelum was a fight of the year. Like, he kind of... His his first two fights were incredible. His dismantling of Paulo Costa was quite good. Yeah. And then his fight against Yoel Romero was garbage. Oh, I remember watching that one with you. Yeah, and I, and I think was people... Bad. That's when... That is when I think people started falling off on him. Because he, it was a bad, bad fight and wrote it. And I think there is this feeling in MMA sometimes that I do think a lot of fans don't like. And it is to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Kind of yeah. saying, like, it's almost like the tie goes to the runner in baseball. Or it's kind of like tie goes to the champion. And I, and I get that, right? If it's a draw, the champion keeps his belt. But I think you started seeing him fight with that style. Yeah. Of he wasn't going to knock you out. He was just going to kind of outpoint you. Do his thing like play this very high level chess defensive fighting and and win on points that way. And I think that started to turn people off cuz it wasn't even like GSP was winning on points. But he would do it in a dominant fashion. Same with Khabib, although Khabib started getting all the submissions. It was he would take you down and just wrestle fuck you for five rounds. Yeah. And and I think people appreciated that because it was a dominant victory. But I think Israel Adesanya started, you know, getting out these boring 50-45s or even boring, like, you know, 
well, what would it be? Uh, 40, whoop, whoop, 48, 46, 47s, 48, whatever. Like, he would kind of just win three rounds, win two rounds, or win four rounds, and just kind of be done with it. Yeah. And I think that started turning people off. And then he went up to uh, fight Jan Blahovich. And it was kind of seen as, ooh, he's going for double champ. And he lost. And it was kind of like, okay, whatever. Who cares? And then he came back. And I think only two fights later, he lost to Alex Pereira. Mm-hmm. Let me look up his, his, his sure dog. Because I remember there was a stat that like he had been... He had been champ for six years, and it just it started feeling uneventful. It start it just started. People stopped caring. Yeah. Um. And and then I think Sean Strickland kind of brought that energy back into the UFC, and I think I think Izzy kind of he shelled up a bit. Usually, Izzy was the big shit talker. You know, Izzy would always say those weird things. Like, remember when he made that Twin Towers joke? Yeah. Like, he just... And and his his lines were fucking corny, dude. Like, at one time, he's like, I'm going to hit you, and then I'm going to leave you frozen, like Elsa. Dude, I'd be fucking shaking in my boots. What the fuck kind of line is that? Who yeah. says that? Who does that's that? bad. That's bad. Dude, that's some shit I would say on Twitter or something. Like, that's how bad yeah. it is. It's just... It's lame, is what it is. It's lame. Yeah. And... Yeah. I just... I think people got sick of him. I think people got sick of him, and... Um, I think, I think they were happy to see, um, happy to see Alex Pereira win. And I think they were happy to see, um, what's his face? Sean Strickland. Win. Well, and I also think what kind of lost people on Israel Adesanya is after he beat Alex Pereira for the second time. Yeah. You have to remember. Oh, why isn't it coming up with Israel Adesanya? What? Oh, come on. Sure, dog. What are you trying to find? I'm trying to find his his, his account, his stats. So, yeah. So, he um, lost to... He lost to Blahovich. And then... Got three decision wins. And then lost to Pereira. And then beat Pereira. And then lost to Strickland. So what happened was Strickland got all mad at um at uh at Strickland or yeah, Adesanya got all mad at Strickland for talking about his dog. And he's like, You don't do that, man. Like that's that's my family. You don't you don't bring up family like that. Yeah. But at the same time, when he beat Pereira he literally taunted his kid. Well, yeah, actually, I, yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that, yeah. And this is kind of like that's so fucking petty. It's like when you're up, you're up. Those rules don't apply to you. When you're down, oh, you're going to get mad about those rules. And yeah. I think what also kind of lost people on the Pereira thing is after he beat Pereira, everyone's like, oh, like, do you think there's going to be a trilogy? He's like, I don't. What is it? He's like, I don't keep score. I settle them. And it's like, yeah, that's a cool line and all. But Pereira is three and one over Izzy still. Yeah. He beat him twice in kickboxing. Flatlined him once. Then beat him again in the U.S. Like literally chased him to a different sport just to beat him again. And I think when people were starting to get sick of Adesanya... This, this, you know, Pereira guy was quiet, didn't say a word, and just, like, walked in and would murder people. And was a good sport yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, I think the fans ended up really getting behind Alex Pereira. 
and kind of falling off at Adesanya a little bit. Uh, the same way they're kind of all behind Sean Strickland. So that takes us to the fight. So Alex Pereira is a fan favorite. Yuri Prohaska is also a fan favorite. Alex Pereira is this brutally dangerous kickboxer who apparently, like I heard once, like would, would train in the jungles of Brazil when he was younger. Okay? Yeah. Yuri Prohaska trains in the forest of Serbia. Okay. These are the two most tribal fighters that have ever existed. These are two people that don't feel emotion and that are just like born killing machines. And I think that's why everyone's so excited about this fight because it's just two of the shut up and fight fighters there is. These yeah. guys aren't doing on a going on a huge media tour and it kind of bums me out and I feel like and I hope I'm just misreading the situation. It does feel like this fight's getting overlooked a bit, and it should not be. This, I think, has the potential to be one of the baddest fights all year. This, I think this is a fight of the year contender, because these are two of the baddest men on the planet, and two of like the craziest strikers now. Yeah, what I think it's going to be a very, very good one. Do you have a prediction? I, I don't really... I feel like you do, though. I feel like you've got something. Well, buddy boy, I'm about to cook up the greasiest parlay that's not going to hit. That's what we do here. That's what we do. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Oh, yeah. Born ready. All right. I'm just letting my bookie load up here. Okay. I'm saying. Oh, also, Mackenzie Dern is on this fight card, and I love her. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Mackenzie Dern. Fighting Jessica Andrade, which I do think, I think uh, the odds could be wrong on this one. They have her as a minus 200 favorite. That, to me, that Uh, feels like bold odds. I'll be honest, that feels like, those feel like odds I don't really want to touch. Yeah. Okay. So, I think it goes to Alex Pereira. I think it's Pereira by KO. Okay. And the fight does not go the distance. Oh, I can't parlay those because those are, like, conflicting. I think it's Pereira by KO. Yeah, because if you do knockout, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's not going the distance. I think it's over one and a half rounds, to be honest with you. Over one and a half rounds? I think. Okay. I, 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 can, I can get on board with that. I'm not against that. I'm against a lot of things, but I'm not against that. Wait, does it not let me parlay those? What? What do you mean you can't parlay those? Oh, fucking dick. All right, we're going to switch this up a little bit. I think it's Pereira over one and a half rounds. Okay. And I think it's Tom Aspinall. Also over one and a half rounds. Okay. Here's here's my theory, okay? These are both explosive fighters, and I would honestly say I think the odds are higher for um for Pereira to get the under. Because I could see him getting a quick knockout of Yuri. I could. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real possibility. I think Aspinall Pavlovich, I do think there is going to be a little feeling out process in that first round. They are both fast finishers. You can't tell me it's not in their head that the other guy's thinking, hey, I'm not going to run into this dick out and get KO'd in the first 20 seconds here. 
So I think yeah. there is going to be a little bit of like I could I could see the first rounds of both fights being incredibly boring. And then the second, third, fourth, and I doubt either of them are going to the fifth, just being straight out brawls. Yeah. Let's see if we can parlay this though. I'm 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 I'll follow you on that. I'm okay with that. I've got no no complaints. Because I I think that's what I think. That's personally that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm I'm with you. Because I I just and I You're and I know guy. one of them is gonna get KO'd in the first round and just make me look like a damn fool. No damn fool. We never lose at PGO. We don't miss. We don't miss, folks. No, we I, don't I'm, miss. I'm thinking the over for both, and I think Aspinall and Prayer. Now, I'll be honest, Aspinall, that is, that's just betting with the heart. I don't know much about Sergei Pavlovich. I'm just a Tom Aspinall fan. Mm-hmm. Hey, and nothing wrong with that. Very well win that one, blow up our parlay. Maybe, you know, that's why we do it. We do it for the love of the game. We do it for the love of the game, damn it. Um, um, speaking of the love of the game, though, yes. we, at the beginning of the season, we, we were like, oh, we're going to go hard in, all in. We didn't, but we're going to finish strong. CFL, um, the Western and Eastern eh? final is, is this weekend. Um, just to recap, last weekend, the Montreal Alouettes knocked out the Hamilton Tiger Cats by a score of 27 to 12. And then the BC Lions over in the West knocked out the Calgary Stampeders 41-30, which means we got our matchups. Montreal and Toronto in the Eastern Final. Um, and then after that, uh, the Western Final, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the BC Lions. Woo! couple of good games coming up, I think, here. Well, one good game. The other one, probably going to be a runaway. Um, but I, either way, it's. I think we're gonna. I, I just hope we get a different final than than what we've been getting. Fair enough. Um, like I, I'm, I'm it's fine with parlay those bets. Sorry, rewind oh, a yeah, little no. bit. It's not letting us parlay those bets. Damn it. Yeah. No. I I had to do them separately. Oh well, that's 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 what's the fucking point of that? At that yeah, point? it's kind of it's kind of weird that you can't throw it all in one. All right, well, hold up. You, you can do I... like you can do each um, fight separately. What the fun in that? So you can you can do like the over and the, the the KO, but yeah, you can't merge them together. Or you can do each one by KO, and then you can do the over each one. But yeah, you can't throw them together. It's it's weird. But but you lose not sure all why. of the winning. You lose like if you bet them all individually. You win like a, a a quarter, not even. You win like a. Well, you, you can yeah. you can throw together the the over one and a half round on each and put those together, and then you can throw the two KOs together. Which I mean, it'd be nice if you could just throw them all together and have it just be one big big fat one. But yeah, oh, I don't. I, that's it's weird. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And oh, but the win. Oh, okay. We're not betting. We're not betting on UFC this week, then, folks. Fuck you, my bookie. Well, I already did. I can't. Oh, I'm not good. going. I can't, no, no oh, turning back shit. for me. But yeah. Um, and then yeah, with, with CFL, if I mean, I'm I'm gonna go a little bit crazy here. I mean, I th- I think everybody's kind of unanimously on the. The wagon that Toronto's going to win, I am as well. I think Toronto easily takes that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to switch up because we've had Winnipeg the last three years in the Grey Cup. I'm saying they finally get knocked off. I think BC is going into Winnipeg, and they are going to upset them. Really? I think we're going to have a Toronto-BC final this year. I really That'd do. That would be an upset of the century. Where is the Grey Cup being played this year? Um, actually, that's a good question. I, I, I think it might actually be in BC. 
2023 Grey Cup location. Oh, Tim Hortons Field. Oh, no, never mind. It's in Hamilton again. Well, that's Back in Hamilton. That's awfully lame. And Hamilton is already out. So, I think this, I think this is where BC overtakes Winnipeg. I think BC, they just come out flying. They're hungry. Everything's on the line for them. They're going up against the big, bad Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I, I think BC takes it. So, um, I don't do. Do we want to call it a PGO parlay? I don't. I don't. I don't know if we want to do that. But I'm down. I'll be honest. I'm still stuck in the UFC trying to cook up a a playable parlay here. Um, trying to find one that works. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking maybe we throw on Mackenzie Dern. What do you say? I'm. I'm. I'm all for that. So I'm th- so I'm saying Mackenzie Dern, Tom Aspinall, and Alex Pereira by KO. So only Pereira by KO. The other two just outright winners. And I'll throw two dollars worth of cheddar on that guy. We're playing small ball here. We're playing small ball. We're trying to rebuild right now. Okay, we're trying to rebuild. Yeah, we are. We're we're in the rebuilding phase right we now. We are in the rebuilding. PG is going through Belichick. a rebuild. Yeah, we might fire Belichick. We're we're rebuilding right now. And you know what? Nothing wrong with that. Hey, you hear he might get the axe? I, do you think he does? I don't know, man. It, that's tough. That's tough. I think... I don't want to see him get it. I don't. I think... I think he's still got it, but... Just I think... Anymore. If... Because where, where are the Patriots at right now here? Bad. Like, they're 1-5, in five, I think. Well, it's got to be more than one in five at this point now, this stage in the game. So they're, they're, they're two and seven. So they're on pace right now to finish third last in the league. So they're going to get a quarterback because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they, I don't, like, I think the, the Panthers and Cardinals stay below the Patriots. Um, and I think if anything, I think Carolina, maybe even the Patriots make a move to trade up because the Panthers already... Got their guy in. Oh, I guess no. That's the the Bears have that pick because Carolina oh, traded that to Chicago. Yeah. That's Chicago, and so and again now you run through the same thing with Chicago. Do they stick with Fields or do they actually finally use that first overall pick and get a quarterback? The Cardinals, um, I think would would take uh, Harrison Jr. I think finally get that young franchise receiver to go with Murray, and then you've got the Patriots there. You know, if you you take one of those great quarterbacks that's there, I think that's that's really kind of the thing that could turn it over. Like they've still got a good defense. Mm-hmm. I think if you throw in a, a a I mean, we love Mac Jones, but I think if you bring in one of those other guys and you run with him and Bill, I I think they could turn it around quickly. So. Yeah. I think I think you got to run with with Bill a little bit more. And if they go out I and agree. get this, you know, franchise new franchise quarterback there and it it doesn't work, okay, then, you know, maybe it's time for for the Patriots and Bill to part ways, but I think you got to at least give them an opportunity to to turn it around with with someone else in the quarterback position. I I'm think like you owe it. Hair. I think you owe it to Bill to do that. I agree. I, I I do agree. I do agree. And people would say, "Oh, we've been owing it for him for a while." But I think, I think there's been so much success, and we're beat up this year. Our defense is hurt to shit this year. Yeah. And I think that also does have to be taken into account majorly. And and what was it when they? Who was it who said it when they drafted Mac Jones? They said like he's not going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe. quarterback but he's going to be like that okay so but he's going to be like that serviceable serviceable guy that can come in and still he he can make the easiest transition which i think he kind of did actually when he first came in but he's reached his ceiling and his ceiling wasn't as high as everybody else and that's okay yeah. but i think you got to give bill a chance with a quarterback where, whose ceiling is uh, as as high as you can get it type of thing and Give him an opportunity to to run with it at least once. I I I completely agree with you. I think I think that is. Uh, I I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I think he's reached. Yeah, yeah. Bill, I say Bill get rid of him. It. I think he's a great 
backup quarterback. All right, so yeah. jumping back to CFL, so our parlay is the Argonauts and the Lions. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you think the Argonauts are going to blow them out? <sighs> it, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what the spread set at for that for that game. Uh, okay, eleven. Ten and a half. So okay. So. realistically they could like yeah. this could this could very easily be and not only that like toronto had last week off because because of their their buy for finishing top in the east so they're coming in fresh and ready they're in their own stadium it's going to be loud there like it always is it's like this could act like toronto could just stomp montreal here they very well could It it gets us some extra, some extra cheddar if we throw on that minus ten and a half. Mm, you know what? Yeah, I'm also just thinking just on the fact alone of like, like the the singles you can get in the CFL and whatnot. It it can help make those those li- like the, those little points add up over time if you get a couple of them. I I'm okay with that actually. All right, and then do we want to add some over and unders on those and just make this the greasiest of CFL parlays? I think we have to. We got okay. to finish strong here to, for the season. BC Lions, they have a they have a good defense, don't they? Yeah, and their offense is also very good. And I think Winnipeg's missing a couple uh a couple of their big guys on offense aren't going to be playing, which is is a huge blow to them. So what I would say is I've heard a thing that whenever the underdog wins more times than not, they hit the under. Okay. Am I over under set at 49.5? So do you think it's going to be a low yeah. scoring game? Um, I think this is the one I'm, I'm fairly confident we, we get the over. Because okay. both offenses are are just so electric, and it, it, no team has really been able to stop these offenses, and like really strap them down to like. I mean, just looking through Winnipeg's recent games, like they put up thirty six, forty five, thirty four, thirty one, fifty one, thirty, forty seven. Like Winnipeg's damn near almost hitting that on their own and what they've been doing. And then BC, 41, um, 33, 33, 37, 41. The last time they played was October 6th, a 60 points total between the two of them. And the game before that, 64. So you take the over. I, I would, I think, yeah, I think you take the over on that one. And then what about Alouette's Argonauts? Um, I would prefer to maybe stay away from that one just because okay. I think, I think Toronto's going to put up decent points, but I'm not, I'm not sure what Montreal's going to throw up. Hey, that's a decent amount of cheddar though. So we got BC Lions, Argonauts minus 10 and a half and a 49.5 over on the Lions Winnipeg game. You throw a little bit of cheddar on that and it doesn't do too bad. How you doing? Yeah, no, actually that's dude. That's, that's what accelerates the rebuild here. Boy, this is the turning point for PGO. It really is. It really is. Um, probably. Do we do we have any clowns? Actually, before we do, I just want to throw one thing out there because this is kind of a um. My yeah, everybody knows you're you're Tom Brady's biggest fan and your love for him. Oh my god, um, he's the greatest. And now I I'm going through that process you went through because who is basically my Tom Brady, um, Joe Thornton retired from the NHL the other day after a historic career, uh, easily first ballot Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, we never got to see 
him lift the cup either through his times with Boston, San Jose, Toronto, or Florida. Um, but just just a hell of a career. Yeah, it's it's sad when you see your favorite players hang them up and and call it quits. Hey, some of the best never win a cup. We saw that with Iggy, right? Yeah. Although we got the second coming of, of Iggy now. We got his son who is eligible for, for the NHL draft this year. We'll probably go in the first round, um, barring anything crazy happening. So that's also something that's going to be kind of cool to keep an eye on, see if, like, do the Flames go out of their way to to make a move or something to to bring him in and bring him to Calgary where, where his dad's now a part of the the organization. That That would be something really cool to see. I would really like to see that. I would. I think he did so much for the city. I think he did so much for the team, for the organization. Um, yeah. For Calgary hockey as a whole. I think it would be really, really special to see him. And the Flames need a rebuild, man. They're awful. Not as yeah. bad as the San Jose Sharks, though. But no. big win against Philly. You know folks. who's, you know who's even worse than Philly. the San Jose Sharks and the Calgary Flames? The Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers? Oilers. Yeah. Tied for bottom of the league with the Sharks now. With McDavid like, and Dreisaitl. Yeah, and Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, Boucher. Like, they have a good team. On paper, they have one of the better teams in the league, but I think their coaching's bad. I don't care that people love Jay Woodcroft and think he's the sexiest coach in the league. I don't give a shit. He's not an NHL head coach. They have absolutely no goaltending. Like, Jack Campbell gets absolutely fucking lit up constantly. So they put him on waiver, send him down to the AHL. He goes down there, first game, gets lit up. Uh, he allowed four goals on 20 shots. At one point, it was three goals allowed on 11 shots. Like, that That's team is... Good. They are a dumpster fire right now. Do you know what they should do to try and turn around the locker room? Hmm. I think all the players on the team should show their camera roll. To yeah, the Babcock coach. method. The Dude, they method. should bring in Babcock. They should bring in Cliff Kingsbury. All right, folks. The Kingsbury method. Um, what do you got for your clowns this week, other than Adam Twenty Two and Dylan Danis? Um, well, going back to the well, the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, it has now recently come out again. Um, a second player from the twenty eleven or twenty ten uh, Chicago Blackhawks team. Um was essayed by their trainer at the time. Uh, this is the second player to now come out from the team about it. So going to throw that on there because it's just an endless spiral of shit going on with Chicago. They go through the lows of dealing with it. They get Bedard. Everything's great again for them. Now they're back down to the dump. Um, so I'm going to throw Chicago Blackhawks on there. And the only other one I have is Alex Galchenyuk. Um, are you familiar with his with his story? Uh, who's he for? Um, well, he's currently he's over in the KHL now, over in Russia no. playing. Okay, what did he do? So he was a he was a, a early 2010s. He was a um, first round pick, third overall to Montreal. Was supposed to be their new franchise centerman. Didn't really work out there for him. He kind of bounced around from team to team. Um, and so last offseason, he signed with the Arizona Coyotes to go back there because he played there a couple years ago. He was, I believe it was a, he was pulled over because he crashed because he was um, drinking and driving. Sick. And he, he wasn't cooperating with police police at all. And a bunch of reports came out about the stuff he was saying to um to the to this cop basically not not only saying a bunch of racial slurs towards him but threatening to um kill him and his entire family and going into detail about what's going to happen to him and his family um a lot of bad stuff and so then Arizona terminated his contract they're like we don't want you near us you're gone he goes over to Russia, playing in the KHL now. And just a couple days ago, uh, I don't know exactly what department, but the police department um, released the footage of 
Galchenyuk in the back of the cop car. You can clearly hear everything he's saying. Like, holy, it, it is a, it's a tough video to watch. It is a oh. very, very, like, the stuff he's saying, and not only that, the way he's saying it, the way you can see him be like, shit, like, in, the, in that moment, he is fully serious about what he's saying. And, like, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're guys. We, we've all been, you know, drunk and done stupid shit or texted someone something, been like, oh, shouldn't have done that or something. But the shit he's saying is just, it's so very telling of the type of person he is. Uh, and, and that video single-handedly has completely ruined um, his chance of ever ever playing in the NHL again. It's just gross stuff. So Alex Galchenyuk is a major clown. Uh, major clown, folks. I got one. Yeah. Hit me with, with the league, though. Uh, Ottawa's front office. Yeah. Shit show over there. Shit show over there. So I don't know the full story, but they, they traded a guy and hid his do not trade list. Yeah. I I think that's a fucking baller move. I didn't even know that that was you were able to do that. I thought that was all public info. I think that's super cool. I I think they're an opposite of a clown. I think that's the badass. Those are some badass clowns right there, man. Dude, that's that is that's just, king shit. That's king yeah, that's shit. king shit. That is that is gaslighting to the fullest degree in the NHL world, man. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ottawa's front office, they go on there for me. Folks, sorry for the uh, low energy. For me, at least this week, uh, I've been on the road a lot, and I'm I got one more thing. Cold. Yep. Our favorite thing, aside from the clown report, AB's Twitter has been Yo. popping off. My favorite tweet I think I've ever seen from him. Um, so everybody, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's favorite game, Fortnite. Um, Antonio Brown was playing it and you can now make skins in it where um, you can, you can be a football player and you can um, customize it. So AB made his skin um, a Pittsburgh Steelers player 84. So it's clearly him. Yeah. He posted a screenshot of him playing and it is his guy sitting in a pool and he just puts Fortnite knows the vibe. Oh my God! Referencing the him multiple times um, in a pool where not good stuff came from it. So he's he's going back to that well, um, which I I, th- I think is funny. And then he also put out a second one. Uh, this was only one day ago, saying George Pickens morphing into Antonio Brown. God, so I love him. God, oh, I love no that, happy man. endings where I'm from. You started to rub me wrong. Oh, not only did he tweet that out, he immediately retweeted his own tweet. That exact tweet right after. That's just king shit. That is king shit, man. What a what a G. What a G man, dude! It just keeps his, his Twitter. Honestly, just kind of keeps getting better and better over time. It just ages like fine wine. Oh, God. Oh. oh, this is this is the tip of the iceberg. About a week ago, you can never repay your mom, your granny with material things. You repay them with standing up in life, being something they can be proud of. Not only is that deep, that's so funny that that's coming from, from AB. What Mr. A, whole lot of money. What a king shit move, man. What a king shit move. Speaking of Twitter. Yep. Speaking of Twitter, do you want to hammer him out? Well, folks, I, I was just going to say sorry about the lack of energy this week. Um. And in the, the the inconsistent schedule, me having to blow my nose, I'm battling a cold, as I said earlier. 
But do you know what would have helped and I did not have it with me is, folks, my Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy is the jitter-free, crash-free energy blend that has been powering the PGO podcast for probably about a year now. And we are so happy to be partnered with PG or with Dubby Energy. Now, if you want 10% off your Dubby order, you use the links in our description and use code PGO for 10% off at checkout. That's right, folks. Code PGO, three simple letters for 10% off at checkout. And you can find the links in the links in our social media bios. And you can get there, get to all of our other social medias by just going to at PGO show on TikTok and Instagram at PG overtime on Twitter and post game overtime, post game one word on YouTube, folks. Click the links in those bios and that gets you to all the other ones. Thank you so much for listening, folks, and we will see you soon. And we will see you sooner than last time because we are all back on the grind, folks. We love you.